0: Welcome back to Bridges and Bitches, you're joining us for book club as we read the second book, The Viscount That Loved Me, and we're now on chapter 8. My name's Christina. And I'm Natalie, let's get started. Cool, so the last chapter we ended after Kate and Anthony had that amazing makeout session, then they fell out, then Kate got angry, then she left, and she sees the invitation when she gets home for a dinner party, doesn't she, for the Sheffields and them, and the Bridgertons. Um, Wrong.
1: No? It wasn't a dinner party.
0: It's like a massive house party. So I think we thought it was... I misunderstood. I was thinking of the show. Yeah. Because then we are reading this chapter and I was like, oh, it doesn't happen. Oh, so the Sheffields are going to turn up to this, you think?
1: Yeah, no. So it's like a massive house party that, Lady Bridgerton has planned everyone to come along to, to try and get her husband wet. Oh, okay. I got confused. So in the, last, in the last chapter, we were like, oh, maybe they're going to do that thing like in the TV show where the families get yeah. together. But it's so just... the
0: TV show made that up. So basically that whole dinner party where they have that epic falling out with the Sheffields, that was something the TV show created. It's not in the book. That's Unless it comes up
1: in the book later on. But oh, okay. that whole storyline about how Edwina was going to be sponsored by her grandparents... Yeah. I don't even know if that actually happens in this book.
0: Okay, well we'll keep an eye out. Mm. So the start of this chapter, Anthony is in Kent uh, with his mother. They're all in their country home, Aubrey Hall, and they're awaiting the guest's um, arrival that Mama Bridgerton has invited. She's sorting out everything. Mm -hmm. And... Anthony's still... He's thinking about the situation with Kate and Aguina. He's still not feeling guilty, is he? He just wants to propose at this point. No, he
1: does. He says that he feels a measure of uneasiness regarding the whole Kate situation, but he does still plan to propose. But I like how he said that, a measure of
0: uneasiness. Uneasiness, but not like guilt. I felt like in the TV show we could see the guilt and Anthony considers, you know, not proposing. and It just feels like more guilt between him and Kate in the show. Yeah, in
1: the show there was definitely a feeling of like, yeah repentance or whatever it's called but here he's like quite begrudging about it
0: yeah and just like in the show anthony is starting to feel he starts to think a lot about his dad because he's back in the country house he's got the house is filled Mm. with memories about his father he's looking up to his father's portrait and he even says how will i live up to you and his his obsession which we saw in i think the early part of the book about dying young so because his dad died at 36 his uncle died at 34 he thinks he's going to die young and he makes a couple of comments about not living to an old age. I just think, Anthony, you need some therapy. Oh my
1: God, yeah, he definitely needs therapy. And that's why in the TV series, he was always looking at that bloody watch that belonged to his dad. Oh my God, yeah. And I always thought it was just, oh, an heirloom of his dad reminding him that he's head of the house. But I think it's his preoccupation early on with time, and that he didn't yeah. have a lot
0: of it left. And he says this in the beginning, so as he's waiting for the guest to arrive, he says, I need to propose to Edwina because I do not have the luxury of time. This yeah. sense of time's running out and he's going to die young. And I do feel really bad for him, because I was like, imagine walking around believing that you're going to die young. That's pretty messed up.
1: And also, no wonder he's going around living his best life, shagging whoever he wants to shag, because he's probably yeah. thinking, life is short, I want to enjoy it. But they use a word here, Instead of delay, they say tarry, and I really love that. love that.
0: Yeah. Don't tarry,
1: don't diddle, diddle And they also say, he also says that he's managed to avoid the parson's mousetrap too long. He's alluding oh. to marriage there, isn't he? Right,
0: oh, okay. I've never had that I think I skimmed over that, and I didn't know what he was talking about. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So his plan for this week or weekend party is he's going to avoid Kate, But he's going to apologise to her. And that really surprised me. Were you surprised?
1: Mm, Yeah, I guess it made me feel like maybe he wasn't such a monster from the previous chapter. The fact that he recognised he should apologise.
0: I liked it. I think we're starting to see a softer side of him.
1: Yeah, like he's had time to think, hasn't he? And he realises now what he did wasn't good. He still wants to propose to Edwina, which still makes me feel like he's not like a 100%. Yeah. You know, like a gentleman. No. Like, he's not even considering marrying Kate, which would make way more sense at this stage.
0: I thought it was weird that he didn't consider that. He considers, should I just call it off and and choose a new bride? But he never once thinks, should I just marry Kate? Which is weird. Yeah. I guess at this point, he still thinks they hate each other. Well, he just seems to...
1: Yeah, and I guess he genuinely thinks he hates her too.
0: Now, there's some hints, right? We're on page three, and I started reading things. I was like, I'm going to make a prediction... I think I'm reading into hints and also it corresponds to something that happens in the show. So I noticed they kept mentioning the gardens. Did you notice this? And there's a really nice bit I'm going to read out. Okay. And I thought, why are they giving so much detail about the gardens? He says, there's 10 acres of gardens and later in the summer, roses would be out now. The grounds were carpeted with grape hyacinths and brilliant tulips. Elms rose majestically around the house. And there was a couple of other references to the gardens, and I'm like, calling it now, him and Kate are going to have sex in the gardens. Oh my God, why sex? Because I just feel like they're pushing the garden thing too much. But also in the TV show, that's what happens, remember? Under Uh, the wisteria, they have that sex scene Okay. in the garden, so I think that's what's going to happen.
1: Ah, okay, and later on they talk more about the garden as well, don't they? Yeah. Um, I notice in this scene they mention money a little bit more. So it starts off yeah. as well when when Auntie's looking out of the window and he notices that one of the sh- one of the carriages is bumbling along and it looks a little bit unsteady and it doesn't have the um, the family crest and he realizes that the Sheffields are probably the only family invited to the event that have had to hire a carriage. And I was like, I put here it shows that he
0: notices the ship. Yeah, and also it got me thinking. I've thought this before. Why is he? It's a. It kind of. I find it weird that he's so adamant to marry Edwina because she doesn't bring much to family. She's not bringing in money. She's not bringing in titles or estates or land. She's just the diamond of the season. And then later on, the mum kind of clarifies that and kind of ties up those loose ends. But it did make me think. I don't understand. If they're not wealthy, like what are they bringing in?
1: Yeah, it was almost like. He just did not know who to marry, and he just wanted someone with authority to highlight who sh- should he-, he should marry. Mm. So it's almost like he's just lazy, like he's so apathetic, he so can't be bothered, he's just going to go with the yeah. queen's
0: choice. And it has to be someone that he can't fall in love with, so tick, tick. Yeah. So he's watching Mary and, um, what's her sister called? Kate. <laughs> Kate, and the other one, sorry. Oh, dismounting from the carriage and he's watching them interact which he notices he hasn't really done before and they're kind of having a laugh and they seem really close and he's comparing the way Edwina and Mary act so they're quite petite and they're quite measured and elegant and then Kate practically jumps from the carriage and he really likes that she's forthright and confident and assured and direct um so obviously that's his type of woman that he finds attractive right well like Rosso
1: or the opera singer in the tv show at least she was all those things too
0: So all those typical Regency women who are supposed to be demure and look down and be quiet, he's not really into that. No. Which is nice.
1: Maybe that's one of the reasons why, yeah, yeah, he hasn't found anyone that meets his standards.
0: And then this is interesting, and I wanted to ask you um, what you thought about this. So he's watched them as a family, and he's looking at Kate being really close with Mary, and he says, interestingly, he knows they're not related, and he finds that their bond is even more surprising because of this. Mm. And he says... He realises that there were some bonds stronger than blood. These were not bonds he had room for in his life. Dot, 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 which is why he has to marry Edwina. And I thought this was really harsh, because he's basically saying... What, what, what are you thinking that he's saying with that? That he knows that she is not going to be a tie for him.
1: Like, he knows he isn't going to love her like Kate loves Mary. She's not going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, and it's like he's hes basically saying the love he has for his family, he has no more love to give. He he only wants to love his family, right? Yeah. He, he's got no room for anyone else. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of odd, like, like almost like you've got a limited amount of love. Yeah. And it's all been used up. Yeah. It's kind of a strange way of looking at things. And then I thought, bloody hell, this is so harsh on Edwina. He's basically yeah. saying, I'm marrying this woman because she's so unlovable. <laughs> thats That's almost like how it feels. Like if I was her... Do you know what I mean? He's like, I don't, I don't see, have any more love to give, so I'm going to marry someone that I, I think is unlovable.
1: I don't see it like that. I don't think he thinks that she is unlovable. I just think he knows that she isn't. he is not in danger of falling in love with her because of him, nothing to do with
0: her. That's how I read it. Like, I just think it's a kind of harsh going into a relationship yeah. purposely knowing that you have no intention of even trying to yeah. be in love with someone. And I... I get that he's protecting himself, but also it's almost like it's not just about that. It's about the fact that he just doesn't want room for anyone else in his life apart from his family, which I think is kind of weird.
1: Yeah, no, it is weird. Yeah, that is
0: weird. Um, Kate has a Lizzie Bennet moment. Did you notice? No. So she, I, this reminds me of, you know, when Elizabeth Bennet visits Pemberley and oh. all of a sudden she falls in love with the house. Yeah. And she's like, wow. And it makes her maybe rethink things. Kate comes out of the carriage and she does the same kind of thing. She's looking at Aubrey Hall and she's like, oh my God. And she's quite taken aback and she's drawn in. And she's mesmerized. She loves it. Yeah. It reminded me of Lizzie Bennett moment. No,
1: you're right. She was like, I wasn't expecting to be like enchanted by it. She does a proper love it. And then they have a really nice chat, her, Mary and Edwina, about how Kate's got to be on her best behavior. And they're all having like a bit of a giggle. And it's nice because we haven't seen these three talk like this since maybe chapter one or two.
0: Yeah, and it was even Anthony says that, doesn't he? He said it was it was unusual to see them interact as a family, and it was nice. Maybe
1: he sees Kate in a, in a different way as well. Mm. So I like that, and they have a little bit of a giggle and stuff, and yeah, it's nice. And then um,
0: they meet lady, Mama B, don't they? Mama Bridgerton. Yeah, and this is where
1: we start to see comparisons yeah. being drawn between Kate and Anthony.
0: Yes. And in the show, they really shoved it down her throat. So Kate tells Mama B, Mama Bridgerton, uh, basically that she's a country girl at heart. And oh, what a surprise. Uh, Lady Bridgerton says, oh, that's funny. What a coincidence. Anthony is a real country boy at heart. Um, And Kate thinks in her head, which I think is quite funny, but a rake's natural habitat is in the city. (laughs) And then I was thinking, oh, my God, naive much. Like, People do loads of shagging in the countryside. Like, they're like shagging on hay bales. Yeah, they're shagging against trees. Yeah, there's actually probably more opportunities in the country to shag people. Do you reckon? There's more hidden places. Like, I just feel like they're at it a rabbit, like like it with rabbits in the city. In do the you think maybe in the
1: countryside they're less stuck up and formal because they don't have to be?
0: Yeah. So I don't know why Kate thinks that. I guess there's less like brothels. Maybe she's thinking more brothels, but.
1: Yeah, maybe. I guess there are less people in the countryside, though, like in a town per square capital, whatever you
0: call it. Oh, so he's got less people to share. Yeah. Right, maybe that's what mm. she's thinking. Um, and then, you know, Lady
1: Kate notices that Lady B, Mama B, looks appraising at Edwina because this is the first time that Edwina and Mama B have met. Yeah. And I did feel a bit sorry for Kate because she was like, oh, I can tell that, you know, Mama B does really like Edwina.
0: Yeah, I did you read that as her being jealous? Because I wasn't yeah. 100% sure. Uh, I didn't read it as jealous, but I read it as, like, a
1: sense of, oh, everyone loves Edwina because everyone, like, thinks Edwina's pretty. So it wasn't, like, jealousy, but I almost felt like a bit of pity for her.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure whether there was a sense of pride.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Oh! Maybe. And then Kate and Lady um, Mama Bridgerton have a bit of banter. What did you think oh. of this banter?
0: I think it was predictable, and again, it's like, oh, we've got to show that Kate's fitting in really with the family already, and mm. really fast. And they did that in the TV show with the whole cro- with the whole croquet game. Mm. They made it really obvious. Oh, look how well Kate fits in with the family. Edwin is the outcast, and I feel like this is the beginning of that.
1: Yeah, because it, yeah, like Kate's quite bold, isn't she, with Mama B?
0: Yeah, and they do bond. They definitely. This is all about them bonding because so. The mum, Lady Bridgerton, mentions about her husband's death and how, you know, she's sad about it. And Kate really feels a lot of empathy for her. And because she's remembering her father dying. Yeah. And how much her mum loved her. Um, and she apologises. And they, they bond over that. And then they start to bond over gardening, don't they? Because she asks, Kate says, Can I please explore the gardens? Um, and I straight away I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Straight yeah. away I was like, She's going to explore the gardens. And she's going to bum it to Anthony. So Lady B is talking about how much she loves the gardens and gardening and, and says, sure, go for a walk. And then, oh, here we go, the prediction happens. Anthony comes downstairs, he's chatting to Mama Bridgerton. Oh, but you missed a little bit of dance. Okay, you go, you go. It's
1: just that um, Kate, because the, the Mama Bridgerton's like, oh, you know, I really loved getting the gardening done and being, like, covered in soil. And then Kate says rather daringly, oh, I bet the gardener loved that too, meaning, oh, could you sound like you were an interfering? And, yeah. And they, and they had a little, she was like, oh, yeah, I got used to him in the end. And then Kate was like, oh, but did he get used to you? And I was like, "Oh, I... Yeah. Too much, then. Do you reckon she's trying too hard? I I don't know. It just it felt like quite a like a very direct thing to say to someone. Like it could have been taken the wrong way. And she describes her as direct, and
0: that's what he loves about her.
1: Mm. Okay, and then you are right, and then basically, yeah. And then comes in and talks to his mum.
0: Yeah, and this at this point, Lady B kind of gives us a bit of context for this whole uneven marriage because she basically says, "Look, they don't have a fortune, the Sharmas." But character is more important than money because we don't need the money. We've got lots of money. We've got a title. Yeah. And she says to Anthony, you should be down on your knees, like, thanking wow. God for how lucky you are that you don't have to make a match that's based on money. Yeah. And he was like, thank God or thank my mother. Ha, ha, ha. Funny. And they have a little bit of bent. Um. So I guess that's explaining to us. I still think it's odd. I still don't believe that in those days a very wealthy titled family would marry down. No. Because, you know, that's generations of working their way up the ladder. You wouldn't marry down. No. Um So I do think oh, it's not very realistic. But they really are into love matches though, aren't they? As a family. But yeah, in terms yeah. of like real life, I, I oh. don't, I'd be i just never really no. heard of that happening
1: in real life you like a strong rich family marries another strong rich family yeah. right.
0: all your marriages are made to make your family links stronger not exactly. lower or um, like to
1: secure some kind of business or political, yeah thing, or like, land
0: or you oh, know because you, you, you can waste. you know there is risk you can lose your money and shit so exactly that's a little bit silly but yeah sure enough all of a sudden he's like oh you know what mom i'm gonna go for a walk and she's like oh really you haven't gone for a walk for ages. He's like, well, I haven't been out in the country for ages. And then she says... <laughs> I love how
1: you give him an attitude when you do.
0: <laughs> Very manipulative. She says, oh, why don't you check out the flower garden? It's really nice. Knowing that Kate's in the flower garden. And I just bought Anthony goes for a walk too. Dot, dot, dot. Surprise, surprise. Because this is Bridgerton. It's really predictable. And then straight away, he's walking down a path. Oh, who does he see, Kate? So, what's also funny is as the mum
1: is walking, is watching Anthony walk away, she says, um, One second. She thinks his interest in the Sheffields is intriguing, but not sure which one he wants. So, to her, it isn't obvious that he would want Edwina, which shows to me that there is something very attractive about Kate that maybe Kate doesn't see in herself, that her mum would even consider her to be an option for Anthony.
0: Yeah, and in the TV show, they made it very obvious from day one. It was always Edwina, and the mum had no idea that he was thinking about Kate Or yeah. maybe later on when she starts picking up on Daphne. It, well, it's more Daphne that picks up on it, isn't it?
1: I don't know. In the TV show, I think I do remember Bridget and mum looking at Anthony and Kate. because okay. I think Daphne and the mum are both on it. But yeah, but that's it, because then when the mum of Bridgeton has a suspicion, she says... Am I right in thinking blah, 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 blah. And then they speak in code because the mum of Bridgerton is testing out her theory on Daphne. And Daphne knows ah. everything. And then Daphne tells her that she walked in on them kissing in the study.
0: Okay. So okay. But very are... much at the start, it's mm. very much like Edwene is the diamond. Edwin is the one Anthony's going for. Yeah. Now, there's something that I do. And I, I realised as I was reading this, and I was being interested to see if anyone else does this. So, Anthony is observing Kate. And she's looking at the flowers. And she goes to sniff a tulip. Yeah. And he calls out to her and says, they don't have a scent. And I was just thinking the amount of times I've been in a garden and I've gone to sniff a flower and it doesn't have scent. And then I look around and I get embarrassed because I think it's silly and I always feel really embarrassed. <laughs> do you ever do that? Yeah,
1: I've smelt things before that don't have a scent. That happened when we were at the bath festival and that lady was outside the horn. Oh. And she was, like, um, she was smelling the flowers. And she was like, oh, they smell lovely. And I
0: went in to smell. And she was like, that one doesn't smell. She Antonied me. She Antonied you. Yeah. How did you feel? Were you I embarrassed? I really
1: embarrassed. Yeah. I,
0: I think, because when I was thinking, I was like, is that just me? Am I a weirdo? Like, does anyone else get embarrassed when they sniff a flower? It doesn't smell. Um, and so she starts and her body language changes. And what I thought was kind of hot mm. is that he then says he liked that she recognized his voice. Yeah, That touched him, and I was like, that's kind of cute.
1: Yeah, and he said something about he felt oddly satisfied, didn't he?
0: What I found really hot about the following scene... Mm-hmm. So Anthony comes in where she's smelling the flowers, and they're having a very formal conversation because Kate has promised that she'll be polite. So instead of coming across as angry and snappy like she normally does, they're being very polite, and they're having this formal conversation, and he's but like leaning funny. up against the door, being quite confident... And I'm just thinking, what I've realised—I do it a lot in costume dramas, or maybe not—I think it's really hot that they have had this very passionate makeout session, completely breaking down the boundaries and borders between them, and now they've gone back to a very formal, stilted um, boundaries back up. And I'm finding that really hot because they're both thinking about the passion and the yeah.
1: And what's also really hot is it is quite polite. But it's also very tongue-in-cheek, this dialogue. They're being kind to each other. They're being nice. They're not name-calling. And they're teasing. It's like a
0: very gentle sort of teasing. And he's liking it. So basically, he says at one point, "Um, uh, this is killing you, isn't it? As in, you know, her having to be polite and nice because he's the host and everything. And she says, being nice to you, as a question. And he said... Uh, And then she said, "Um, yeah, it's not the easiest thing I've had to do. And then his expression changes slightly as if he is thinking about something entirely different. And he then mutters or murmurs, but it's not the hardest thing ever now, is it? It's not the hardest thing either. Either? Either. Now is it? Um, And then that's when Kate starts to feel funny or aroused. What do you think he meant when he said that? I
1: thought he meant something to do with a kiss, like yeah. not kissing each other
0: is the, is hardest, the hardest thing. Hardest yeah, thing. that's what I thought as well. And she starts to get aroused. And then she takes a step back
1: and I think he likes that, doesn't he?
0: I think he does because he
1: knows then instinctively what she's thinking Because he about. seems to be very good at reading her. And they do. there's a, there's a nice other little bit of, you know, to and froing, like he says oh you promised to be nice and she said oh but no one can hear me he says i can hear you and she says oh you don't count and he was like i should yeah i should count
0: more than anybody
1: and i was like oh i like this i like this kind of chit chat
0: yeah and then he apologizes to her he says look yeah. I right, are you an apology for what happened yesterday or whatever it was and she says are you apologizing for the kiss and there's a sense that she's almost offended that he's apologizing for the kiss yeah and he doesn't want to say he was thinking god no i wasn't apologizing for the kiss i've never apologized for a kiss yeah um so he lies and says oh yeah for the kiss but also for the words that i said um and she accepts his apology but i there was a definite feeling that she was almost offended that he apologized for the kiss but
1: why would that be offensive
0: because it sounds like someone's regretting it
1: or they could be apologizing because they think that She regrets kissing.
0: You know when you really like somebody and you take offence at a lot of things they say because you're insecure about them liking you? Yeah. That's what she's doing. So she's like, maybe take. she doesn't want him to regret the kiss because deep down she actually likes it. I get you. And then towards the end of this conversation, he is basically putting a lot of thought into the temptation to kiss her again, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is.
0: What did you think of that?
1: I just thought that this was so much hotter than the Chapter 7 kiss. Yeah. And I just don't know if... Why couldn't they have had this conversation without the Chapter 7 scene?
0: This should have come first, you think?
1: I don't even know why the Chapter 7 scene existed.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I. It was hard to enjoy it because we felt it was it was too soon. It yeah. wasn't
1: enjoyable. They were hitting each other. It was angry. There was no lead up to the
0: kiss. It just felt so out of the blue. It lacked com- emotional connection, and that's why we didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and it was mean, and we see a side of him that we don't like.
0: You're right. This was somehow sexier. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Less is more. Less is in more. In romantic fiction, less is more. And it's always the will they won't they, which is the most exciting bit. But it was
1: the backwards and forwards in their chit chat. Like he says, She says, Oh, I've promised Mary that I'll be on my best behaviour. And he says, um, Anthony lets out a hoot of laughter. That was my, that was Mary's reaction too. And it was just nice. It was like there was a nice, a nice vibe between them here. Um, oh, Why? and he also says something nice in the in the scene as well.
0: What's that?
1: He says um, he picks her a tulip um, and she's quite touched by that. And she says, oh, you shouldn't have picked the tulip. The gardener won't appreciate, you know, the mutilation of the garden. Like, it's funny and it's light in this in this chapter. And he says, you should have a tulip. It's not right that Edwina gets all the flowers.
0: He's the one bloody sending the flowers. I
1: know, what a jerk. But I was like, well, that's really nice that he said that.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Maybe I would have liked if their hands had accidentally brushed as they passed the tulip over or something. Yeah. And they felt that, like... Remember, like a flashback of the kiss. Yeah. That's the only thing I would have maybe added. Or if he
1: picked the tulip and then, as he was talking, because they talk about the kiss a little bit and her cheeks go red, and if he could just sort of maybe place it over his lips as he was talking, and then as he gives it to her, places it on her lips. So it's like they've. Oh,
0: nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um... Or he gets the tulip, throws it at her feet like he did with the key, (laughs) and then makes her bend over and get it. And then he smacks him on the bum-bums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be hot. I think we should be the advisors on Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, right, guys, this is the sex scene, We've or this is the interaction, and then we just edit. Yeah. I'd love that as a job. I would love that as a job. I think we'd be so good at it. I bet
1: you they're listening to our podcast, and they've taken some of our... You know that episode we did about sexual fantasies?
0: Yeah.
1: I bet you we'll they've taken some of our We'll see them in season idea. three between yeah.
0: Pollen. We'll be like, that looks familiar hmm, she, one of her dresses has come off her shoulder and,
1: <laughs> and then as he takes off his coat, the rainwater has flickered onto her white gown. Do you remember that yep. detail? Yep. What episode was that? That was such a good episode.
0: So much yeah. detail. Yeah, it was fun. Um, And that's how it kind of ends. So just as he's thinking about kissing her again, they get interrupted by one of the brothers. What? What yeah, is he, he, his brother coming? One does of his younger it, brothers. I think someone's read ahead. What does the last um, line say? It says here. Uh uh Oh. Yep, that's what I thought. Um Oh right, have I misunderstood? Maybe you've read the next chapter. Oh, sorry, it was the first line the next chapter was that basically one of his younger brothers comes along, Colin, and interrupts them. Can you read the last line of the last chapter? Maybe the time was right to kiss Miss Kate Sheffield again. Here in the perfect beauty of Aubrey Hall's gardens, with the flowers grazing their legs and the smell of lilac hanging in the air. Maybe, maybe... Dot, dot, dot. Chapter nine.
1: So hot. Doesn't it also say somewhere in that chapter that... um, he thinks again about the whole situation. He says, "What well, if I marry Edwina, maybe that isn't the best option. It gets really complicated because I'm going to be forever lusting after her.
0: Well, he says, you know, maybe I could do it, but then I'd lose my chance with Edwina forever. Um, but maybe marrying Edwina would bring with it far too many complications. It would not do to be lusting after one sister-in-law. So he's talking
1: himself out of marrying Edwina now.
0: But then he says, maybe the time had come to search out a new bride, tedious though the prospect may be. So, yeah, you're right. Not once does he go should I marry Kate? No,
1: although he's saying I should marry a new bride. So he is actually considering now not marrying Edwina. So at the start of the chapter, he was like, I'm going to propose. And now he's like, it's too complicated. Yeah,
0: I feel like he hasn't really given it much thought. I don't think he's properly considering it. I think he just thought it for like maybe one second and then it flew out of his head again. Yeah, what,
1: proposing to Edwina? or not
0: proposing to Edwina.
1: Yeah, messed up. So that's quite similar to the TV show because he does say... If i marry your sister we will be bound together for eternity mm. i want more i want more dramatic speech like that in the book I'd like That's to think we're going to get that
0: later because we do see that in the show, remember? Okay. I hope they hold off he, he now. He was like, having... when, you, when you kept asking me what it meant, <laughs> when he was like, what does he mean that India is not far enough away and you you kept you wouldn't let it go? Do you remember Other that? Other
1: people online weren't getting it. <laughs> you know that film with that guy? Who was that actor who was in The Gladiator? Russell Crowe. Right. And he was in a film about a really clever person. Um, the Perfect Mind. Right. But it wasn't called that. It was called something yeah, else. Yeah, I know the other one I mean. And there's that. I think it's a scene maybe with Toby Maguire, and he's got all these formulaic signs around him. Someone posted <laughs> that, that scene was as mind boggling as, as the perfect mind scene with all the formula. Right. I wasn't okay. the only one that didn't get it.
0: Okay. I hope that makes you feel better.
1: Mm.
0: Um Well, please join us next week for chapter nine. Uh We'll will be releasing weekly and if you'd like to help with our hosting costs which are like a hundred pound a year um please just pop to Kofi and buy us a coffee it's like two dollars that two was pounds, two
1: euro really desperate tone
0: yeah, yeah i think maybe just um well yeah Reduce and come and say <laughs> the desperation just <laughs> <laughs>
1: come Keep and, and say light. hi
0: on facebook we're bridgerton girls um are we bridgerton girls no we're
1: bridgerton bitches is the facebook group which you want to add if you want to join for its private so you can write whatever you want without anyone yeah. fearing watching you.
0: And the page is Bridget and, and girls. And the
1: page is Bridget and girls, where you know you need to be careful what you write in case you know your partner sees or you, your cool. parents see.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.